Welcome to The Nourished Era, the podcast that will guide you on the path to optimal health by teaching you the science behind metabolic strategies, hormone healing, nervous system support and regulation, and everything in between. I'm your host, Chrissy Williams, women's health functional dietitian, root cause practitioner, and holistic healing advocate. And each week, my guests and I will share inspiring stories, client case studies, and expert advice on embracing your unique path towards wellness. So if you are ready to enter and fully embrace your most nourished era, full of vitality, health, wellness, and happiness, then grab your favorite mineral mocktail and your headphones. Let's have some fun and get a little nerdy. Hey there, we are kicking off episode one with a big bang. We have to first understand the foundations for hormone health. Hormones are obviously very complex, and I feel like no one really talked about them much until recently. Even as a registered dietitian with my master's in clinical nutrition, hormone health was in general not a big topic we covered in school. Now, before we dive any deeper, I have to first disclaim that everything we talk about in this episode is solely for educational purposes. Please consult with your own health practitioner before making any big changes. Okay, let's dive in. Hormone health wasn't talked about a lot, like I said, and sex ed in middle school and high school was like no help. But now, even if you say the word hormones, like all of a sudden, thanks to social marketing, our social media is blowing up with ads like take the supplement and heal your cycles or boost your metabolism or heal from burnout. And oh boy, after years of learning more about women's health and functional health approaches, I'll be so blunt with you, my friend. Just like weight loss, there is no magic pill or diet plan or green juice that will heal all of your issues. Additionally, there's no cookie cutter solution because everyone's root causes to their hormone issues may differ. For example, you and your bestie can both be suffering from terrible PMS and heavy periods and anxiety and low mood. Yet your root issues may be because you have a sluggish liver and a poor gut microbiome, which can lead to estrogen dominance. Meanwhile, your bestie's root issue is actually an underactive thyroid from lack of nourishment and tons of unmanaged stress. Completely different root causes, which need completely different healing protocols. And if you grew up a millennial like me, if you brought up anything like terrible debilitating PMS or heavy menstruation or irregular cycles, hormonal acne, facial hair overgrowth, I mean, you insert whatever hormone-related symptom you struggled with to your doctor, what was the solution? Birth control. And pause because I am not anti-birth control, but I am anti just take this pharmaceutical medication without being educated on what it does and what its side effects and long-term side effects could be and if there are any other less invasive options available. So if you are on birth control and you are living your best thriving life, amazing girl, I love that for you. But if you're still struggling and are on birth control and maybe you're just unsure if you should be on it and you know you feel really dysregulated, let me quickly say this. And I know I'm digressing for a hot sec, but this is an important topic too. So bear with me while I say this real quick. Birth control's job is obviously to prevent you from getting pregnant and it does this by manipulating your hormones. And how does it do this? By pumping your body with artificial progesterone and sometimes even estrogen so that your body doesn't make those hormones anymore naturally. So what could be the side effects of this? More meds in your body can mean more inflammation buildup and more stress and more work on the liver to break those meds down. In addition to all the other toxins, your liver is already responsible for breaking down. 
And birth control can also prevent key nutrient absorption like magnesium and B vitamins, key nutrients we need for natural energy throughout the day. Um, hello, high chronic fatigue, brain fog, sleep quality out of whack. Now I know where it's coming from. It can also lead to tons of inflammation, which I honestly suffered with so much when I was on it, when I was on birth control in college. I mean, you can look at my college photos and be like, oh yeah, that girl had lots of inflammation in her face. And I knew it, but I had no idea why. Anyway, back to our main points. So despite what your specific root cause or causes are of your hormone issues, there are some foundational strategies that every woman would benefit from to really set the stage for happy balanced hormones before diving into like further invasive medication. Now I call them the happy hormones pillars. This is not something you'll find in any medical textbook. Honestly, this was a common theme amongst all of my most transformative clients from PCOS to hypothyroid to Hashi's. Each of my clients needed to get really good at supporting these four main pillars before finally feeling better. Okay, number one, nourishment. Now, this is a big umbrella, but obviously so important. I'd say it's the biggest foundation for hormone health. Of course, as a registered dietitian, it's my favorite one. Can geek out on it forever. Nourishment first includes eating enough. Now, this one in itself may be the hardest concept to grasp because obviously we live in a diet-driven world. So lots of women are either chronically dieting and or we're never even taught how to eat enough. Like what does that even feel like? So chronic undereating was just their norm. Undereating is literally one of the most common and biggest ways to slow your metabolism down. Almost all of my clients first come to me undereating and it could be totally unintentional. I know you're probably like, well, don't we need a calorie deficit for weight loss if that's my goal? And the short answer is yes, you do. But a calorie deficit or a cut phase should be short term, like maybe four to six months max if you're even doing it properly. And then you need to reverse back to calorie maintenance. Otherwise, if you are chronically under eating for like years, you're signaling your body that, hey, we aren't safe. And you're telling your brain, hey, we're not getting enough food to survive. Therefore, instead of burning through calories efficiently to provide energy, it will hold on to every calorie possible, thus unintentional weight gain and or weight loss resistance and tons of other hormone issues. Then you add on blood sugar patterns out of whack and uh, that's just a whole nother level of physical stress you're then adding to your body that you don't want. Now, don't worry, everybody. We will dive into future episodes getting in-depth on things like how to manage your blood sugar and how it relates to stress and hormones and key nutrients you need for thyroid and things like that. I'm trying to ease us into these topics, so hang tight. I promise we will get more nerdy on all of this stuff soon. Okay, so nourishment was number one. Now let's get into the second pillar, stress and adrenals. Stress is obviously a huge factor into how happy and balanced our hormones are. And under high stress, your periods can become irregular or later than usual and can suppress your normal digestive functions, hence why so many people have GI issues, like even the quote-unquote healthiest people, and can even lower your immunity. Now, you may be rolling your eyes because you may think, oh, well, my life is stressful and I can't change anything. 
First, girl, I hear you. As a full-time private practice owner, wife, and mom of two crazy boys under six, I know there are things that are beyond our control. But even with my clients, I don't expect them to just remove all these non-negotiable stressors in their lives. But I do challenge them to say, okay, well, what stressors... Now, remember, stressors can be physical, emotional, and mental. What stressors can we better manage and have better coping strategies for? Because did you know that your first hour of waking is when our cortisol levels are naturally at their highest? How can we support or promote those healthy cortisol spikes without getting too high or even too low? Things like getting sunlight exposure in the morning for natural energy metabolism and nervous system support, limiting those hit workout days and adding more low impact resistance training, drinking more water and having breakfast before coffee in the morning can be so helpful because caffeine on an empty stomach first thing in the morning will just drive those unwanted cortisol spikes up and manipulate your blood sugar in an unideal way and can make you super overly anxious and jittery and eventually can leave you on just the hot mess express train. Okay, and then inflammation. Inflammation is also something really important to manage and finding the root cause to your inflammation is like so important. If your body is fighting inflammation, cortisol levels will naturally increase to try to protect and manage that inflammation for you. But again, if you have just chronic inflammation, you're making your body go into cortisol overdrive. And again, this is just not what we want. We already know too much cortisol is not good. We need healthy amounts. And the last thing I'll say about this big stress umbrella is the topic around burnout. I know so many of you women are struggling with burnout. Yes, burnout recovery starts with supporting our mind or our central nervous system. We have to get our mind to first feel safe, you know, versus in that active fight or flight response, because when we're feeling unsafe or in that fight or flight, our nervous system will signal the adrenals to pump out more cortisol. But many people tend to forget that, yes, nervous system support is so crucial for burnout. But our adrenal glands need to be just as prioritized and supported and replenished. So sodium, potassium, whole food, vitamin C, magnesium are key nutrients or like fuel that our adrenals need to work really well and should be part of any burnout recovery plan. This is why I love adding adrenal cocktails or like mineral mocktails to my clients' hormone healing protocols. I mean, I have a mineral mocktail almost daily and I share a lot about my mineral mocktail recipes on my Instagram. If you're interested, feel free to follow me on there. If you're wondering like, okay, well, do I really need mineral mocktails? And like, what nutrients am I depleted on? Like, how do you even know? Blood tests are just like one of the ways we can really get a glimpse of what's happening. Um, I actually really love u- utilizing hair tissue mineral assessments or HTMAs with my clients because we get to see from cellular level or like through your tissues, what your nutrients look like, specifically your minerals, because minerals are like the spark plugs to major metabolic functions, like especially burnout and adrenal support. I love an HTMA to get like, okay, you specifically are depleted in this or you need more of this and, and all the things, okay? That's the stress pillar umbrella, number two. Now let's get into the third one. Let's say we do some functional testing like an HTMA, for example, and we're like, hey, you're missing tons of magnesium, B vitamins for energy. Um, You're not getting enough protein. Calorie-wise, we need to increase your calories. And maybe my client comes to me and they're like, well, I do eat all of that. I do eat pretty well-rounded. And 
with all of that and all of my healthy lifestyle, I was like, why does my test still show that I am deficient? And this is when my brain goes, well, maybe you're not digesting and absorbing it well. Let's talk more about your gut. And this brings us to our third pillar, gut health or digestion and detox. And this is probably the most underrated pillar to happy hormones because people think gut health and hormones are completely different systems of the body. And that's the farthest from true. They are so interrelated. Your gut is one of the biggest key players to hormone balance. Estrogen, for example, is broken down in the liver. But if your liver is stressed AF from, let's say, taking meds, antibiotics, birth control, underlying parasites, H. pylori, candida, low immunity, your liver will have a hard time doing all of its normal job functions, like breaking down all of that estrogen properly, which can lead to you having estrogen dominance. And symptoms of estrogen dominance can be like a debilitating PMS, heavy, long periods, lots of bleeding, extreme moodiness, clotting, low libido, weight issues, so many things. <laughs> So not only do we need a healthy, efficient liver to detox everything really well, we also need to make sure you're digesting and absorbing your food properly and getting those nutrients where they need to be to do their jobs. And if you are experiencing poor digestion, so things like bloating, regardless what you eat, or maybe acid reflux or irregular pooping, like we should be pooping one to three times a day, random food sensitivities, maybe you have dry, itchy skin, these are classic signs that something is off in the gut. And again, it could be a gut microbiome imbalance. So like maybe too much bad gut bacteria and not enough good gut bacteria, maybe a pathogen overgrowth or infection, maybe lack of stomach acid, like those stomach juices we need for proper digestion, even a leaky gut barrier. All of these can be root causes as to why your maybe your perfect diet isn't working, like why things aren't getting absorbed properly. And to be honest, optimizing the gut has been the ultimate game changer for so many of my past clients. Like even the ones who live the most quote unquote healthiest habits. I mean, I've worked with fitness trainers, registered nurses, even fellow registered dietitians who have done a GI map or like a gut test with me where we found things we would have literally never found through just traditional blood work. And once we were able to optimize their gut with their own like individual healing plans, like I swear their lives legit changed. And this is why I will forever swear that everyone, guy, girl, any age can benefit from a gut test because literally this is how you absorb your nutrients and like your immunity and like stress. And so many things are wrapped up in the gut. Let's wrap it up now with our final pillar, circadian rhythm or our HPA axis. And this is essentially our body's natural biological clock and how can we support your body's natural biological clock and specifically your cortisol awakening response. This is otherwise known as your first hour of waking when your cortisol is literally at the highest peak of the day. Okay, so wait, maybe I said that gut health is one of the most underrated pillars of happy hormones, but now I think your circadian rhythm is actually the most underrated because seriously, I don't think anyone talks about your cortisol awakening response or your car. I don't see it ever talked about. But your circadian rhythm and your cortisol awakening response are so important. You have to understand that our body has natural different jobs when we sleep and when we're awake, hence that biological clock. And when we're sleeping, our bodies should be in this recovery mode, a more rest and digest state where we sort of decompress and prep our body for the next day to like work really well. And we need quality sleep for this. And during the day, our metabolism is meant to signal natural energy production and triggers like 
hormones like serotonin and dopamine, those happy hormones, it can spark your libido or your sex drive and can even trigger and balance those ghrelin and leptin hormones. Those give you that hunger and satiety feeling. Basically, so many hormones are regulated behind the scenes when we're sleeping and how well we manage that first hour of waking, that cortisol awakening response can be a huge help in all of that. We can actually get real-time insights to your natural cortisol trend in a day, like if you're interested in really seeing it through a Dutch or a hormone urine and saliva test. I feel like sometimes with my clients, it's cool to visually see how maybe out of whack your cortisol trends are. And it can be super motivating to help kind of drive you to make big changes to better support that cortisol awakening response and your sleep quality. Even if you don't do a test, I encourage all of you to start easy with a solid night and AM routine and stick to it as much as possible, even if your schedule is different from the weekdays versus the weekends, right? It doesn't have to be so structured, but like, you know, even if you can stay within an hour or two of your normal schedule could be a game changer. Okay, I said I wasn't going to get so nerdy with this first episode. I wanted to ease into it, but I already think we covered a ton in this one episode. But let me tell you, ladies, like this is just the beginning, like the tip of the iceberg. Um, We'll be diving into each topic much deeper along with case studies, functional test interpretations, um, maybe even some of my Happy Hormones Bootcamp graduate clients will come on the show and talk about their hormone healing experiences. I mean, I would love that. We'll see. Anyway, I hope you found today's overview of the Happy Hormones foundational pillars helpful. I would love to hear your feedback, maybe even like what strategies you're taking away from this episode and plan to work on as you navigate your own nourished era. Please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at chrissywilliams.rd and let me know all the things. And the last thing I'll leave you with is this because I know we covered so much here. Don't try to do everything at once. Healing is one step, one day at a time. Sending you so much love. You got this. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to The Nourished Era. If you loved today's episode, please leave me a review and a five-star rating. Your reviews help me grow the show's audience and my impact. Until next time.